This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello there and welcome to the latest Royal Blue fan podcast. It's this week's View from the Gladys Street. Slap bang in the middle of the home defeat to Wolves and Wednesday night's visit to Goodison Park of Premier League champions Manchester City. This probably won't make for easy listening, but tough, you're going to have to put up with us anyway. We have three guests around the table for this one and retaining this place in the starting lineup after a solid performance from last week's show, we have Gary Callahan. Hello, Gary. You're right, mate. We also have the ever-committed and the ever-reliable John Howard. You all right, John? Good evening, Ian. You all right, lad? I'm good, thank you. And the final guest, we have the ever-present Rob Astle. You all right, Rob? Evening, mate. You okay? I'm good, thank you. Just a reminder, if you don't already, then please subscribe to the Royal Blue channel, either on iTunes or Acast. Subscribe to the show and you will immediately be sent a notification when a podcast is uploaded. Um, John... Let's start with you. Um, another demoralising defeat for Everton. What is now eight defeats in fourteen in games. What What are your thoughts after you know that that defeat? Well, I'm going to start on a positive. I thought the cat was brilliant. <laughs> you know, and, great appearance from the cat, and, and that's it for positivity. Uh, it, I, I do I do a lot of reading and, and you know read match reports. I'm, I must be a masochist, and I read something from uh, a Wolves fan cast. Just a little snippet. Uh, they've got so used to Premier League life now it's you know it doesn't really come as a surprise that we're thrashing Everton and that for me not against Wolves and they're a good old fat but they're not Everton and they're talking in a way you couldn't even turn them as arrogant because actually they've turned up and fully expected to beat us employ the plan whereas I think we employed none and they've gone out and done it and you know I, I, I've still got my feet firmly in the silver camp I did have a little flicker but You've got, I think you've got to look at them 11 men on the pitch and whoever comes on. It, it, you know, just play the game. Go back to basics. Do what you need to do. Show a bit of fight. Show a bit of commitment. I've said before, Everton fans aren't hard to please. We just expect a certain something, a certain commitment. Mm. And we're not seeing it. I mean, Rob, John said there, you know, back to basics. We've had Graham Callahan, um, member of the podcast as well, has come on a couple of weeks ago and he, he said that weeks ago. And we, we all agree, but, you know, if we... Another another guy, um, Connor Connor O'Neill said, "Well, if Silver's doing a game plan from Monday to Friday, and it's his style of play, he's not going to change that for the Saturday. Is he just to say, right, let's go back to basics and let's let's hit the ball long? So, but he's got to do something, hasn't he? Because at the moment, it's 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 not working at all. He mentioned something yesterday, or even today, might have been in the press about uh, self motivation and and getting the players up for games, and I think that's something that." We're really, really lacking at the minute because yes, uh, Saturday was was similar to the Millwall game. There was just a complete lack of desire on the pitch, and this changing, this changing, you know, changing styles and changing ways of playing and things like that. How many new managers come into clubs and uh, like play twenty five games and go, you know what? scrap this you know back to Jordan but like you said there you're not going to train Monday to Friday doing one game plan and then go you know what no we'll we'll we'll, we'll make it basic this week you're not going to Unai Emery hasn't done it at Arsenal they've they've struggled through they've not won an away game since November um uh Saudi at uh Chelsea he's not changed his game plan because they're trying to implement a style to get better results based off you know, based off what they've been putting up with. Have they not got better players currently that are at Everton at the moment who can kind of half implement what they're trying to do at their respective clubs, whereas we maybe haven't? It's a fair point, but at the same time, though, if you look at it, 
it's not just going to happen overnight, is it? It's going to happen over. It's got to happen over time. It's not just a, a flick of the switch. Like, oh yeah, they can all play this passing, you know, this passing game now. This silky, you know, attack on football it doesn't work like that. He's got for me. He's got he's got two thirds of a squad there which are fit for purpose, and he's trying to get the best out of what he's got. And unfortunately, it isn't great at the minute. And I've banged on about this plenty of times in different podcasts. He needs time. He's got he's got a right hand side there, was which is just ineffective. He's got Theo Walcott and James Coleman. James Coleman isn't the same player anymore, and Theo Walcott's a waste of space. He's got a middle of the park, which is I think we'll probably touch on a bit later, uh, which is lacking. It, well, on Saturday anyway, it lacked bite without a just a guy in the team, and it needs a leader. Otherwise, you've got Tom Davis who looks like he's running through running through sand, and Andre Gomez for as good as he is, needs a player with with um, you know, with tenacity next to him so he can do what he's good at and spraying the ball around and things like that and dictating games. And then he's got a sense of he's we're lacking a sense of order, which we have done since we've lost since we lost um Romelu Lukaku. So he's but he's working with what he's got. And at the same time the this the majority of this squad, apart from the ones who were brought in this season, have down tools under two, at least two managers. They've done it under Allardyce, they've done it under Cumin, and some of them have even done it under Martinez. They're a team of bottlers, effectively. Whether, you know, whatever way you want to dress it up, they're a team of bottlers. They've got no passion, no desire. They're on high wages. Look at Morgan, Morgan Snyderland sitting there, happy as Larry, not getting in the team every week on 120 grand a week. Is it what, where's it, where's his? You know, where's his? Well, obviously, he wasn't on the pitch, was he, on Saturday? So we can't, I understand what you're saying. You know, he should be there being able to help the team. Um, Okay, so Gary, a lot's been made of Silver's, you know, style of play and what he's trying to implement with with the players that he's got on the squad. Very difficult questions to answer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. What is Silver's style of play? What is he trying to do? Do you think? That's just I just don't I don't think we've got a style of play. I don't think we we've got a game plan when we go. We just seem to pass, 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 and then we inevitably lose the ball, get counter attacked, and then the opposition score. I don't see a, a game plan from him, and and I know Rob saying about you know he's got to implement his game plan sometime or another, and the, and, and the team's got to like learn how he wants to play. But he, he's done it now for like the, the past 25, 26 games, and it doesn't work. Like. It works sometimes. It works against lesser teams, if you like, but it doesn't always work. And when when I when we say about going back to basics, I don't mean completely change the way you play and just start lumping it forward, but change something because what he's doing isn't working. We need to be maybe like be a little bit more defensive, sit a bit deeper, or, or press higher. He was going. We were going on about when he first came about this high press. I don't see us pressing the team high up the pitch. I don't see us camping in the opposition's half and you know like probing and trying to create chances. We we just seem to pass it, pass it, pass it, and then we lose it, and then they score. Yeah, I mean, John, I agree completely with what Gary's saying there, and to to the point where because we can't get in behind the opposition defence and there's not a lot of movement from the players ahead. Effectively, we're, we're passing it across the park. When that doesn't work, it's going back to the defence. I mean, this is just how I'm seeing it, and kind of similar to Gary's seeing it. It's going back to the defence, and then inevitably going back to Pickford, who then hoofs it up the pitch. Yeah. So when he does that, we're not we're not even then set for a long ball no. because we lose the second balls and we're losing mm. losing possession. So, you know, tactically that that's that's got to play. That's got to be a part on mm. Silver for tactically, but. I mean, Wolves was a what a lack of desire, motivation, I mean, quality. I mean, surely we've got 
decent quality players there. Is it a mixture of all four of those things? See, the thing is, I'm struggling to refer to Everton as a team because at the moment we aren't a team. Mm. Let, let's get that straight. Now, go back to the days of when David Moyes, and you know what? I thought David Moyes wasn't the Messiah of made him out to be. I think he did a great job with us, but I don't think he could kick us on with Everton. You know, a team with nine league titles, only three ahead of, three teams ahead of us need to be. However, now we've completely lost their identity. One thing I will say about this Everton side, this group, because I won't refer to them as a team, is it's full of quality. You know, Richarlison, you know, they've got players, Luckman, Gomez and stuff like that. However, we aren't a team, we aren't together. Now, Again, I think Rob's made some extremely good points, as is great. But what I would say is go back to the basics. But the thing is, let's have a look. Everton are very rigid at 4 2 3 1. That seems to be issue. Now, at the moment, I think if you're going to play a, a number 10 solely as a number 10, I think you've got to have a, a very, very confident side to do it. We aren't doing that. So here's, here's a crazy notion for you, lads. Why not go back to a 4 3 3? Whether that, that. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, I'm a massive Gilfie Sigurdsson fan. He's suffering a lot. He's getting a lot of stick. He seems to be putting us all in and getting very little out. Could we maybe not bring back a McCarthy or add another midfielder and go back to a more rigid 4 3 3? Maybe have Gomez sit on point and let's make Richarlison and Luckman, if they're our chosen two, two proper out and out wingers. And then you've got Tosin and Calvert Lewin who can head the ball. To be fair, the candidate has that kind of. So what? Just I with your know. four three three, what what is that? What is the players in that formation then that you're picking? Well, if he's fully fit, I, I've got to say personally, for me, I think James McCarthy has to be back on that side. I think he's the only one capable. We've got tenacity. Hasn't yeah. He? Are we not putting too much pressure on James McCarthy to come back in the team after a broken leg? You know, I think if you're starting him with Gay though, mm. like mm. it's not all on yeah. him, then is it? You know what I mean? Like mm. if you yeah. had. Um, Gay and McCarthy and then either Gomez or Sigurdsson yeah. in front of them okay. you know what so I, mean? there's, I think there's a little bit more safety in numbers and, and let's be honest McCarthy's got it back, back in some time he might only be here for two games but if, I think he's playing for them two games that's, that's to chance, a better chance we've got winning those two games but who's up front then because you mentioned Tosin and Dominic Carver-Lewin in the same team so are they, in, are they both on the pitch I'm, I'm not so sure I don't think Adam can do a wing I'd like to see maybe two wingers and go back to the old style of at least wingers getting to the byline you know, I think Luckman can. Are we, are we not play, like sorry, are we not playing that like a type of four three three already? No, because I think Sigurdsson is kind of the one sticking. But where is Sigurdsson? Is he right in behind the centre forward? Is he not in the midfield? I'd mm-hmm. just like to see maybe a little bit more because let's be honest, the midfield's massively lacked by. I think Wolves, well, didn't run through. I think they walked through us. So with maybe sacrificing that number ten style of player for another midfielder. Okay, we might sacrifice a little bit of of I don't know what Silver wants to achieve, but are we not gaining? a little bit more protection. Let's be honest here, we're now expecting every game as Everton fans for us to either get a draw or get beat. So do we need a little bit more? Well, let's batten down the hatches and let's see what we can do. If at half-time, it's nil-nil and we're dominating the game, yeah, let's change it about them. But I'd rather us change it when we're still in the match rather than when we're out of it. I I mentioned on Twitter on after, after the match on Saturday um, what Everton are lacking and it's, it's that big midfielder you know, the absolute general who, who, who anything that, you know, gives him so, so much as a look, he'll take it out. And whilst we haven't got that, I think John's dead right there. Deploy the two of them, deploy Gay and McCarthy. McCarthy doesn't have to last the 90 minutes. You know what I mean? You've got the protection for the best part of an hour, 70 minutes there if you need it. Ease him back into the team and until Silver gets the, the player that he wants there, that, you know, that that number six, whether it be, you know, a Decorey kind of player or who we've been linked with then you kind of go with that but just touching there on the formation thing at the 4-3-3 I could be completely barking up the wrong tree here right but I think we've deployed it a few times this season 
and it has worked effectively. But I think Silva's picked the opponents who to play it against, like the like he did at Huddersfield. Mm. But against Wolves, he knows these players are going to get eaten alive by a midfield of that quality of their of, of equal quality because we haven't got that protection. So what he does is he deploys this this four this four. What is it? Four, two, four, two three, 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 one. Because that's all them players can be actually be capable of. Well, two thirds of the squad anyway. But so as time goes on and as the summer comes in, and with any luck, half of these will just disappear into oblivion. And he brings in his own players. You might see four, three, three a lot more, and we might get in. We might start creating things a lot more. But right now, I think he's working with literally what he's got. He's obviously not happy because he's got players there who are on thousands and thousands of pounds a week and they're not even getting near the team. You know what I mean? And, and I think... He's stuck, really. Is, is there no flexibility in him, would you think? Yeah, that's... Is that's he, is he, I, well, I, I, I agree in that it's very hard to change your, your style of play. Like like we've just discussed, if you're, doing, if you're preparing for, yeah. thing all week, for something all week, you know, it's, it's clearly not working at the moment, is it? So no, it's not. It's got to, we've got to do yeah. something. And whether that's... I, I mean, I've advocated for 4-4-2. Four, four, now, I'm not saying that's that's the right thing or it's going to work. I just feel every striker that we've got in the team at the moment is can't play up front by themselves. They need a partner to do it. Tosin, um, you know, hold the ball up slightly. Tom Cavalu and can, can win headers. But when there's no one around them, you know, there's you're no not going to have that there, second ball. No we know Richarlison's better on the left-hand side. Um, it, it, it's a difficult one, but it's very frustrating. Well, isn't all, it? all right, then you're talking there about flexibility, and I do, I do, I do understand what you're trying to say. There is, there is an element of like, come on, mate, tweak it a little bit. But at the same time, it, it reverts back to the, the, the point we first made there. He's saying these lads to play in a certain way Monday to Friday, and then all of a sudden he goes, oh, do you know what we got beat last week? Better, you know, change it around. It doesn't work like that. It's, it's. And, and I'm going back to it again. New managers come into clubs and they're trying to implement ideas, and it, it, it like I said, it doesn't happen overnight. And there's these, it, you can the list of managers is, en, is endless who who've try, who've tried to do it, and and some for the some of them for some of them it's worked. It eventually started working for Jurgen Klopp after X amount after X amount of time. It worked for Pochettino at Spurs. Don't forget Spurs when he took over at Spurs. Spurs weren't like you know they weren't any great shakes. They were still stuck in the Europa League. You know what I mean? They weren't like the top. Top in the top three like they are now, and it takes time. It takes time to implement. So it's kind of like it's it's a bit of a cliche, but short term pain, you know, long term long term well, game. And, and I said the same thing. I said the same thing. And for me, he deserves time. He's got to be given time. Just at this current moment in time, it's not working. And another thing that's not working, Gary, regardless of the formation, tactics, whatever, he seems to be wanting to stick with some of the same players that aren't performing. And I'm going to name them, like Sir Theo Walcott. Um, maybe to a lesser extent but more so over the past couple of games Gilfie Sigurdsson as well um, I, know, pay, I, pay, I think personally Gilfie's in the team at the minute because of his price tag mm. if I'm being perfectly honest with you but no. that, that's what I mean like if, if you if, if for example you, you drop give it, drop Sigurdsson play Gaye McCarthy as, as you hold them midfielders and then Gomez in front of them and then you could play either like John said two out and out wingers in your 4 3 3 or play Bernard on the right and Richarlison on the left and, and have them narrow yeah. supporting the striker so if he does win his headers yeah. say Tottenham and Common the data to support him instead of being touch, on the touchline yeah. and, and getting yeah. getting nowhere is he, is he, he's not on his own is he is he too much yeah. of a luxury then Sigurdsson at the moment you know, in a struggling million. team I think he is and at the minute yeah. we're struggling and, and as well let's be honest we want Gilfie Sigurdsson around for I'm a massive massive fan 
it might actually do him the part of good to take him out the far and yeah. that. You know, it, 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 he could be that player that could come on and change things. Gilfie, you know? Gilfie's problem for me is is that he, 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 he it's it's his inability as a number ten to to do anything more than just like pass it out wide. Mm. Whereas if, I think if you stuck Bernard there, yeah. you've got a player who can at least take a man on or at least you know drop of the shoulder kind he of thing. And, and it, yeah, you know, and, and it's either that or for me, you drop Gilfie back. Well, that's what I was just about, about to say. If James McCarthy is not ready, which I don't think he is, regardless of whether he's on the, um, the bench, he's clearly not ready to do a, you know, probably not even a 60, 70 minute game. So why not drop Sigurdsson further back? Yeah. And then you could push. I mean, Andre Gomez, how effective was he when he scored that goal? Exactly. Right. Well, if you play three, three midfielders, they can choose when to go. Because I'm, I'm not being yeah. funny, but from what I've seen of, of Gay since Silver took over, he's asking him to do something he's not capable of doing. Yeah. Everyone goes on about him not being able to pass the ball. And he's the one marauding forward all the time. Yeah. And it's like, let him do what we bought him to do and what yeah. he's good at, what everyone what he, mm. everyone said he was the best midfield or only can say was better than him at doing. Well, did we not, not miss him as well not on Saturday? Anymore. Exactly. You know, three three goals, three... Um, I, I, we, 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 I, I listened to the podcast earlier in the season and people were saying we need to score two goals to win. We yeah. need to score two goals to draw now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We just need to be a, a bit a bit tighter. I'm not asking him to change his whole mm. style, but play two holder midfielders instead of, instead mm. of one. Yeah. That just tweak it a little bit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think we've kind of forgotten about Huddersfield and people say, "Oh, it's only Huddersfield," and you get people, "It's only Huddersfield." Actually, it was probably the I'd say the most together we've been since probably we drew another Chelsea. Mm. Okay, yeah. it doesn't matter. We yeah. beat we beat a Huddersfield side, and let's be honest, Huddersfield are going to scrap points off teams because that's how it goes. Yeah. And you know. New managers as you well. Know, fact, you mentioned, yeah. didn't you? We can't. We did the four. We did the four three three. Well, that worked. Yeah. You know. I mean, okay. I think Goodison Park would be a happier place if we actually kept it tight for seventy minutes and then kicked on, rather than say, "Oh, well, we're getting beat three one now or whatever." Let's have a go. Let's have a go. It just feels like we haven't got any legs in the midfield whatsoever. Yeah. And when when the legs are coming in, it's usually a just a kind of guy who's not really yeah. meant to be doing that that yeah. type of role. Yeah. And when he loses the ball, he's out of position, mm. and we're, we're conceding goals yeah. and chances. Really. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, the the next thing is a big concern, really, because you know. And we need to we need to um, nip this in the boards as soon as possible, really. So, Rob, you've been you know defending Silver, and that that's fine. But this is a concern that the set piece situation, isn't it? The you know I just read you some stats here. Um, since Marco Silver's time in the Premier League, over his time at Everton, Hull, and um, Watford, he's played sixty-seven games and he's conceded thirty-three goals from set pieces, the most from anyone in that uh, Premier League and we can see the well we can see the three against Millwall from Seppies and we can see the another one against Wolves so that is a concern for me that is a huge concern because you can give him time to implement a style of play and he can get players in in the summer that's fine but if you haven't got a manager who doesn't know how to defend you're not going to win football matches I won't disagree I don't even know what else to say <laughs> I, don't, I, can't, I don't even know what else to say to that but like you know stats, stats don't lie but, but again no does that not fall into the same bracket as he's obviously got a certain way he likes to defend, hasn't he? But what is it? Let's, is it zonal is, or is it not zonal? What What are we? To be honest, it's to just stand there and watch the. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> I think actually it's called a zonal mark, and I think we're actually doing them a service. Do you know what I mean? At, at, at the moment, we just seem to be standing there doing absolutely nothing. So, to me, that's a play. yeah. To me, to me, to me, that to me is partly down to a bit of lack of desire as well. Yeah, Don't exactly. Zonal mark, zonal marking and man marking. I'm sorry, they're not like these new found like exactly. ideas. I'm sorry, if you're a footballer, 
attack yeah. the ball. Attack, the ball. The, yeah, attack, attack, attack where the frigging ball is going and go at it. And them players didn't just haven't done it. And exactly. it's, That's what we mean by getting back to basics. You don't yeah. need someone on Mac and just pick a man up before the game. You know, we do work and training all oh. week apparently. Mark your men, pick them up and attack the ball. It's, mm. it's not rocket science. Or pick his own. You play, you play, yeah. you play Sunday league or what have you. You watch kids play the football. Now, someone says, all right, a new kid, <clears throat> mark him. But the ball's in the air and it's coming towards you. Well, do you really need to be told to edit? You no. go net the ball, exactly. don't you? And at the moment, it seems to be like Wolves wanted to add that ball in. Mm. Evan really didn't want to add it full stop. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know whether you can put that down to Silver so, or is that just a scapegoat? You know, I think you've got to look at you have to look at the, again the 11 men on the pitch mm. Have Pickford doesn't seem to be communicating with his back four much anymore except in late situations you know back to the Spurs game what would him and Zuma doing it's like strictly come dancing <laughs> you know and the only recipient to that was Sonny there's no, there's no leader in the team exactly and and the, you know what that. yeah you know what yeah. you need for me you need you, you need leaders all over the pitch mm. not just one captain you need a leader in defence you need a leader in midfield someone grab the game by the squad, and you need someone up top who's gonna you know who you can rely on and at the minute We've got no one throughout that team who is capable of leading the team. But, like, I'm not completely blaming Silver Evan. I don't want to sack him in, but you'll be saying we've got no leaders. Two of the three centre-halves we've got this season, I know it's not solely him, but him and Brand signed. So if they haven't got leadership qualities and everyone knew we didn't have a leader, mm. why didn't he sign someone who's more of a leader? That's, you know a, fair, what I mean? that's a fair point. Mm. Did we even need another centre-back? Did we even need that many centre-backs anyway? Could... You know, Zuma's obviously been the partnership with Keane. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of struggled really, hasn't he? Um, whether, you know, a marauding midfielder like Rob just said then, or a striker, obviously, where we're, we're desperate for, would that not have been a, a better option? Well, yeah. I mean, we've, we've, we haven't replaced Lukaku, have we? And, and that's another massive problem no. that, that, that we've, we've been talking about. There's so much to talk about, really. And the silly part as well, to just be banged on about that Lukaku thing for the best part yeah. of a year and a half, and it's still not, not been yeah. fixed properly. It's been and square it, pegs and round yeah. holes on it. We, the end of the day, you sell that for whatever he is, you replace him. I mean, with, the, the season, the season Liverpool can. conceded all those goals and finished second, at least he was scoring goals. We're not doing mm. either. Mm. We're, we're not that's scoring and we're conceding loads. I mean, don't want to talk about sacking the manager because I know there's been a few fans shouting about it on Twitter and, you know, at the moment it does seem to be the minority. Um, but Silva's come out, John, afterwards mm. and said, you know, he is under pressure. Mm. Is he is he saying that as in he's under pressure for his job or is he saying that he's under pressure just to get results? What, how, how, how do you see that? I think he's saying it, he's under pressure because he's under pressure. I actually, you know, I, I defy any manager, any person in any institution, sport and otherwise, that will sit there and like defeat Marco Silva will be sitting there going, scratching his head going, why, why? And he'll be hurting. And I think that's where he's coming on. So he's manager of Everton Football Club. I don't care what any fan of them across the park or any football-born uh, fan from the Premier League, being manager of Everton Football Club is a high-pressure job and he'll be feeling it. And you know what? I think he'll be revelling in it. However, this is the bad times. This is the very bad times. So I'd be more alarmed if he turned around and said, no, nah, I'm not under pressure, I don't feel pressure because the pressure's here. So I think he's actually being quite honest about it. I think he's also well aware mm. that he's got a big, big financial backer who I don't think has any qualms about pulling the trigger and firing people. So, yeah, I think Silva's under pressure for himself more than anything. I think he's under pressure as a man. Now, you just said that um, this is the bad times, which it is, you know, we're, yeah. we're not playing well, but we've lost eight out of 14. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying... This is where I want to be or where I want Everton to be. But we are ninth. 
we're not we're not like we're not fighting we're not relegation. Now nope. I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this and thinking, well, we're we Everton and we should be challenging up there, and and rightly so. But did anyone really think that we were going to challenge the top six, top four do you know this what, season? Do you know what would be really interesting to, to find out? Right, if you ask people to listen to the, to listen to this podcast who don't know anything about football and and, and guess where Everton were in the league based off the conversation we've just had. Yeah, you're. Uh, Probably it's be not, boss and three, wouldn't it? You know, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not like don't forget, don't forget. Right up until right, let I'm I'm gonna because we were still happy after the derby. Up until that Tottenham game, right, the majority, yeah. the vast majority of fans were happy with Marco Silva. It's only six weeks, give mm-hmm. or take. Right, yeah, it's not. It's say not, a week's a long time. No, no, it, so, it is. Yeah. No, it is. But so you can't you can't automatically like change your opinions on. On like your expectations in six weeks, you can't. I'm well, sorry, we were sixth yeah. at one point. At one we were, until yeah, the yeah. But since then, we've we've like, like I know John said the other week that it's not the result or or losing that, that counts. It's how you lose. It's the way you perform. And we're just going out with a whimper. We've been knocked yeah, out the yeah, FA Cup uh, by Millwall. And no one's eating three goals every no one's game. Argue, no one's arguing that. But it's like you'd think we were like like genuine, like like in Fulham's position at the minute the way people are talking you genuinely would and we're and not they have spent more money this, this season yeah, so. yeah I don't get when I don't and, and again it isn't good enough I want the best for I want the best for us but we're ninth what is it ninth, ninth, ninth we are now ninth, yeah. Yeah. we when, are five points from Wolves obviously they've just beat us so yeah. come well ahead of you us know, now it's not like it's not it was always going to be a transitional season every every Everton fan would have told you that before the start of the season They've either got a match, match Allardyce's finish last year or better. Um, truth be told, we are still on track to do it. Yeah. It's not like we're, you know, we're miles off it. We're not, are we? And he's got to have time to implement his own players, style, etc. And it's, it just needs time. And like I said, six weeks ago, he was the great, he was, he was sound. He was, you know, everyone loved him. Mm. And this is just a bad patch. Don't me wrong, it's been a bit longer than I thought it would be. But Gary, you've just rolled your eyes there, go on. Yeah, it's like a 14-game bad patch, though. It's like That's like nearly half the season. But we haven't lost every one of them 14 games. No, but we're losing against teams that we and, shouldn't and, and be losing again. against. We're playing badly, and he does. He just puts the same team out the next week and goes, carry on doing what you're doing. There's, there's, like, I'm not saying completely change your philosophy, but you, you said before about Emery coming in at Arsenal. They went on a 22-game unbeaten run. So it's obviously working to some extent, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Have they not got better players than us, though? Yeah, but... Oh, it's it's obviously... Know, I know it's... it's, 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 it's have, yeah. Don't, don't like, take the players into consideration, really. Just consider a new manager coming in. I, I just think it, it, it's expectation. For me, at the start of the season... Sorry, John. At yeah, the start it. of the season, I didn't think, realistically, we would challenge the top six. You'd had six very, very good teams there. Now, it's been... I don't know what the word to say is, but... It's been shadowed a little bit by the fact that Man United have been terrible at the, the early stages of this season. They weren't a bad team. They were just being badly managed. Now, we ended up sixth because Mourinho, the turmoil that they were in, he's been sacked. And look, look what's happened to them now. So we've obviously dropped down places and, you know, the, the, the form has, has been poor. I just think from the start of the season, expectation was probably... Oh, let's see what's going to happen. Then we went to sixth and we were like, right, let's, let's push on from here. And ever since the derby... It's been an absolute nightmare. We've played poorly. Can't can't argue with Gary. The fight hasn't been there. Desire, quality. Silver's probably made a few bad decisions as well. I just think at this moment in time, and I hate to say it, we need to get through this season and regroup. Massively. Massive. But I think I think Rob and Gary have just highlighted it exactly. You know, you mentioned Fulham now. 
I'm, I'm never ever going to demean any club by mentioning them by names and on that's the problem with Everton is support and Everton it is the expectation if you were manager of a club sorry Fulham like a Fulham and you finish mid-table well you're the greatest things in sliced bread and I think David Moyes found out when David Moyes he, let's be honest he lifted us off the floor and made us proud to be Everton again but then David Moyes couldn't kick us on and David Moyes started him making people believe six is best seven is best he's a ma- master of managing expectations exactly yeah but we're Everton Football Club and, and you know you think since the Premier League started like, there's only one club who's overtook us in terms of league titles and that happens to be Man United so you know you you okay, I, I was alive in the 80s don't remember that, but you you think you're still getting dads and granddads who are still instilling in Everton listen we were once really really and I think that's the problem you know, other clubs have come along, and let's be honest, one beaters have never really had that that period when do you know what, son, Everton were the dogs basically, and I think that's the problem. It's managing the expectation. Taking Everton to six is great. Taking them to see six next season, okay, a little bit of a run and all that. After a while, it's right. Oh come on, then when you're kicking us on, when you're getting to the top four, and that's what we've really got to manage. You know, we we can't lose our identity by trying to think because we've got a billionaire we're just going to suddenly jump into the top four because it doesn't work like that but we haven't got a billionaire though really have we John well Michelle, he, he, no, he's, I mean, he's a rich man no I know he's a billionaire yeah. but he's not ploughing billionaire money into it like we're Manchester City, City money, and no, Chelsea no but we are we are spending quite you know, we, we've spent a lot of money we're talking dropping our 45 million pounds so you know let, let's let's not feel sorry for ourselves no I'm not bad yeah. as well but you, you'd have to look at the fact mm. that probably you can't even really take into account the money that's been mm. spent before silver and brands come because we, we know how much it was wasted I, as well yeah, yeah I don't that, think silver's a problem that. I think he's clearing up the mess to yeah. that's why I'm still firmly in the silver camp but I do think there's the because we're having a football club there's this expectation on us but it's at the moment I think we've got to temper I really do do you know what right as well you, John there just mentioned um, David Moyes and just to put it in, into context with silver took David Moyes four seasons to get Everton to a consistently top six club. It did. We seventh, seventeenth, fourth, yeah. and then eleventh. That's not. Don't, don't, get me, don't, don't get me wrong. There were some good moments within them, but at the same time, we put in some utter dross performances no, no, to the I'm, point to the point where David Moyes actually handed his resignation and it was turned yeah. down. And so to give Marco Silva twenty five games and to be like, "Oh, come on, mate, what are you doing?" You know, but that's like, what I was going to say. Moyes finished 17th the season before he finished fourth. Now, we we know that um, we would survive anyway. We weren't in a relegation battle. We just lost a lot of our yeah. game. We were, we, we'd already we uh, secured yeah, safety. So yeah. the, the season had finished. But we finished 17th and the league table doesn't lie. But um, if we'd sacked Moyes when he finished 17th, he wouldn't have had the time, would he, to, to go on to finish fourth? And okay, he didn't win the trophy with us, but he was relatively successful, sex, um, successful in the league. So... You know, a manager has to be given time, surely. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Gary, because obviously I, I know. I, I, I don't want to sack Silver, and I agree that I, I know where Rob's coming from in that he, he wants to implement his own philosophy. But it's like, like John said, we've got a good team. I mean, I might not be Have 100% we? correct. We've got quality players. Have we? Yeah. We've in, just been talking about how we wasted money on. on. No, but, you know, Dean is a good player. Um, all right, take the new lads out of the equation. He's good players, take isn't he? The, take, all right, take the third of that team off the equation, right? The, the players that um, Silver's brought in who have performed well this season. Look at the rest that he's got to deal with, two thirds of that team. Yeah, but they're are not they, completely useless, are they? I'm not saying they're completely useless, for but for they're, 10 years Pickford's still a good keeper, isn't he? You know I what I mean? Like when Moyes know. took over, I mean, I might not be right name for name here, but he had like no disrespect to them. 
you know, I'm I'm pretty sure Dini's a yeah, Dini's a better <laughs> left yes, back than, than yeah. Dave Unsworth. Um, Alexanderson. Andre Gomez is a better midfielder than Mark Pembridge. Do you know what I mean? He's got he's got good players there and he needs to use them in a in a better way. In a way that works. But I'm talking I'm talking about the players who who Silver hasn't brought in. Yeah, but he's the manager. The book stops with the manager. He needs to do something. Because they're to the ones who are performing. It's the ones like, around the man. To make to make the system work. He can't just field six players every week, can he? It will take time though, won't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? It will take time. But Which like, is what I'm saying is he's, he's, he's working the, with what he's got. He's working is... with the dross that he's got now. He's got social mates who can't run. He can't he can't do anything apart from put a, when we put a ball into the box, he might be able to get his head on it. We've got Theo Walcott who marked himself out of a game. I mean, there's a re- listen, mate. There's a reason why six plays Arsenal or seven plays, whatever it is, got rid of him. Right? There's a reason. There's a reason Alex Awobi gets in the team ahead of him. Got in the team ahead of him. He ain't that good. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great talking point. But in terms of, Gary, the, bl- the blueprints of what you want Everton to do, then what what is it? Because for me, there's only two ways Everton are going to be successful. And when I say that, I mean tro- trophies and obviously qualification for the Champions League and potentially winning a league is if a billionaire, I don't, I'm talking like a billionaire, comes in and plows all of his money. Off. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously he's been linked. Like that, yeah. He comes in and he starts plowing his money in exactly like City did, exactly like um, Chelsea did. Now let's face it, we Chelsea made mistakes and City made mistakes along the way. They just had enough money to rectify those mistakes to the point where it was ridiculous amounts of money. The other... The other way, the other blueprint is the Tottenham blueprint, where they haven't got billions now yet. They've spent money, but you know they, they've got a stadium on the way as well, which obviously is costing a lot, a lot of money. But they've they had Harry Redknapp in charge at the time, who took them to the Champions League, and you know kind of give them a bit of stability. And then they brought Pochettino in, who hasn't even won a trophy. Um, he's obviously got you know decent players in Harry Kane and you know Ali and stuff like that. But again, he hasn't spent a lot of money, but they've stuck with him. I mean, he's been getting results out of them, obviously. So that's what Silva needs to do. But what what are we going to be able to do then to, to get success? Well, I, I'm not I'm not completely like I said writing Silva off. Like I know I know where Rob's coming from because I've I've sat here another weeks and I've agreed with them, and it is going to take time to implement this style of play. But I'm I'm more so thinking of like this season, like the here he's, and now. He's been he's been slated for his past clubs that. You know, when there's a dip in form, he doesn't know how to get out of it. And and I don't think he's got any sort of flexibility. Like, OK, fair enough. We want to implement a, a, a new style of play. But if Rob's saying that half the team are going to get sold in the summer, what's the point in trying to make them play the way he wants to? Anyway? If we're going to sell them all, do what's good for them now and and win some games. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's and a then, fair point. All right, we need a good another good summer. And I think we've had a good summer this time around. We've signed good players. So give give Brands and Silver a chance in the summer. Give them some more money. You know, we've got quite a wealthy owner. See you we sign in the summer. I'm not saying sack him. I'm just saying like show a bit of flexibility now and 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 you know, like we've we said last week it's a dead rubber season. So why try and implement a, a system with a team that we're not going to have next season anyway? Do you know what I mean? Just on that then, Rob, because we're going back and forth a, li- a little bit here, but um, surely the best time for a manager to implement a style of play is pre-season. And this is going to be the perfect pre-season, as in there's no, no well, World Cup, no he's World going to be Cup, able yeah. to get the players back in. Hopefully, Brands will have the, you know, the, the plan sorted and we'll get players in sharpish. Mm-hmm. So, wouldn't that be the best option at this moment in time? We're not, we're not saying, obviously, try something completely different, like go something ridiculous, like four up front. But he, he's, you know, said it plenty of times in this podcast now already. He's got to change it, hasn't he? He's got to, he can't keep doing the same thing and then regroup in the summer and then start to implement what you want in your training camps to Dubai, wherever they go in America or Australia. That's when you start, you know, getting older, the, the new players and saying, 
Well, coaching them and teaching them what they want to do. It, I under, I understand what you're trying to say, Gary. I do. I really do understand it. But at the same, that's a perfect world. But but I'm going back to I'm, again. I'm, I'm repeating myself here. Any new manager who comes into a team, their sole goal really is apart from winning football matches is is to implement how they want their players to play. And and you know what? Maybe it's a Silver's fault. This is all he knows how to do. This is what he tried to hold. This is what he tried to um obviously managed Wofford. Wofford the other yeah. one there. Um you know And I just think he he he's he thought, right, you know what, this is how I play, this is how I'm to how you know, me and Marcel have agreed of how we're going to do things. Because at the end of the day, he, the book stops at Marcel Brands from from what we've all read. See it out to the end of the season, get what we can get, try and at least match what we did last year. Maybe go one step further and, and finish everything. And I think we can get Europe now, can't we? Um, you don't believe yeah, yeah, yeah. as long as Chelsea yeah. Champions League. Got to, yeah, Champions yeah. League, we've got to win the FA Cup. You know what? Yeah. So there's... That's where, that's where I think he's at. And again, I'm going back. Emery didn't do it, hasn't done it at Arsenal. Klopp didn't do it. Pochettino didn't do it. Why should we be any different? Sam Allardyce didn't do it last year. Did he? Yeah, Sam Allardyce, no, hang on. No, 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 Sam no, no, no. Allardyce was brought in for a purpose. That was need to just keep us up. He but he had an 18-month contract. He arranged pre-season. It was just there for pre-season. the season, wasn't it? So, Sam Allardyce didn't do it last year. Did he? So... Let's move on. You're both right, I think. You're both right, but making very good points. Um, John, it's not getting any easier, is it? Manchester City Wednesday, (laughs) champions. Um, That's about as hard as it can get, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right in the yesterday. Arguably, though, this season anyway, we've played better against the so called big six. Yeah. So are you, well, for one, expecting a reaction, but you're expecting a performance just because it's a big team as well? Are we going to be able to. Get get the ball down a bit more because of. I I don't know Ian. You see the thing is with Everton and again there's been some really valid points made tonight. I always thought with Everton that I've grown up watching them. You could always have an expectation whether there's an expectation to let you down, whether there's an expectation to play decent football, or whether there's an expectation that you know the dogs of war were going to tear someone a new one. At this moment in time, I don't really know where Everton. You know, we talked about a couple of weeks back. The Everton I saw away at Chelsea, it wasn't a nil-nil David Moyes cling on. It was a nil-nil that, do you know what? We could have, just, we could have won it. Couldn't it? We could have, mm. you know, Richarlison had his chance and, you know, and you're thinking, even Arsenal, Calvert-Lewin had that chance early on, you're thinking he sticks that away. We were destroyed by referees in that game Exactly. Well. Yeah. And then the referee decided to, well, have another woeful performance. But with Everton, do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if Everton absolutely go and get tonked. On Wednesday, but you know what? Wouldn't it surprise me. Yeah, but you know what? I think think of a few years back when some loony and cuffed himself to the post. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a slightly different thing. It wouldn't surprise me if Tom Davis hits one from twenty yards, a takes three deflection, goes in, and we score up a one 0 win. I re- you know, you know what I mean. That night, I think it was Gibson. I think we played yeah. Djelovic, and that was one of the funniest nights I've ever ever seen because it was just it was like theatre. So I don't know with Everton. I, I mean, if, if there's one thing in Everton team a good at, John, it's it's. When it's been like bad for a while, they do kind of pop up with a, with a result, oh, yeah. don't they? You know what I mean? They do kind of like they drag they drag a result yeah. out of somewhere. So you say, is it damage limitation then, or do we need to get at City here? We've got to have a go. I mean, we can't go to some park. I'm sorry, we have to have a go. 
All right, well, I, I can see Rob laughing here. I don't think you know why I'm laughing. I think you know why I'm laughing. Effectively, we beat Manchester City. No, this is an Everton podcast, by the way. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I want us to beat City. I'm going to go on records. Come on. No, okay, we beat we beat Man City. You know, great. We get three points, but effectively, we're doing our neighbours across the park a massive, a massive favour. favour. We still but, got to play them in the derby, though, haven't we? we well, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, let's. We'll, we'll come on to that as yeah. well. Um, but a win for Silver would be massive. Oh, huge! Wouldn't yeah. it? Absolutely huge. You know, it's it, it saved. Um, it saved Dave Moyes a few times, you know yeah. what I mean, from getting a feeling that it saved Martinez a few times. You know, we he, he, we'd go on like this bad run of form, and then all of a sudden, this result out of nowhere would yeah. turn would turn up. I remember, um, oh, we, we played when we played. We, we were it was Cumin and we beat Man City four 0 We've been on a torrid run. Yeah. We hadn't won a game in about yeah. six six or seven games. Mm. And then we go on. We were hopeless, yeah. We battered City 4 0. We just seem, we do seem to find results from somewhere yeah. when it kind of like, when the fans need pulling back in that little bit or when the season tickets go on sale, we just get that result, don't we? Which, <laughs> it's kind of like when the pressure's off, when there's no expectation. A little there. bit, yeah, a yeah. little bit, yeah. I, I remember um, we did the same. Uh, we'd just been knocked out the cup by um, by Wigan on the Moyes, and that was a horrible day. That that was like, that was just. We played United after that, was it? No, United? City. We played City and we beat them 2 0. We'd we done that at United, didn't we? We got yeah, beaten Liverpool the semis. Yeah, and then we go 4 4. 4 4. You know, so we do kind of like, we, yeah. we do react in a way, weird way to. It to, tends to be to night say. games as well, have you noticed? Know, yeah. Like Louis Sahara against Chelsea. Yeah. Suddenly rolled back the years and could have had a hat trick had he not missed the penalty. He was immense. Yeah, you, you know, know. So don't get me wrong, I mean, watching City, they're the best team in the league at the end of the day. The way they play football. They're the best. They're the best. Everyone's crossing the fingers here. Isn't <laughs> they're the best team in the league. The best squad, yeah. Aren't they? yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. they're, they're absolutely unreal. You know what I mean? They've scored. They scored. They've scored two goals in the last two games inside the, inside a minute. The, the, we were talking about Aguero. Funny enough, before the podcast started, now how, how great he is, and it's going to be a really really tough game. But you know it'd be huge for Marco Silva to put, pick a result out there because it proved to, to a lot of fans. You know what? I'm going a minute. Well, it's just a sign, it's a sign, isn't it, it, that he's got something? Yeah. That he's got something, so, yeah. Gary, then, what, what are your predictions going into this game? Are we, As I mentioned, is it, is it just damage limitation and keeping the score down, or can we get um Well, I draw? think no one expects us to win, do they? So, why not have a goal, you know? I mean, we've played well, I've said before on this, we've played well against the bigger teams this season, and, I mean... After everything I've just said, there's no reason why we can't win, apart from the fact that we haven't played very well. But like Rob <laughs> just said, you know, we still, we, we do that. We've done it in the past. We've had 10, five game bad runs and then come out and beat a big team. So we can win. I don't know if I particularly want us to win, but we can <laughs> win. <laughs> what was your score prediction then? Um, I'll say 2-1 to City. Okay, Rob. I'll stick with, I'll go with Gary there, 2-1 City. John? I honestly think it'll be Darren Gibbs with a piece. I think we'll score up a 1-0. Wow. I, really, I don't know why, but I just, I just think we'll, I just think we'll be absolutely awful. Sorted wet Wednesday night, and I just can just see a shot going in, three deflections, wallop. Just like, like I haven't watched, I haven't watched City yesterday. I think like they're just the scene, the scenes are the, the bit between the back, the, the big back, back in yesterday, yeah. yesterday, and they had about a, a five ten minute spell where they were they weren't great in that game, but after that, after that they were just they were unreal. And that they were relentless going at going at Arsenal. And if it wasn't for um uh Leno, the goalkeeper, I think it could have been a hell of a lot worse for them. Okay, let's move on to the final segments of the podcast, which is the fan questions. We've got a couple here, we'll move through them quickly. The view from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. 
The View from the Gladys Street podcast. Hey, John, I'll start with you. Um, Callum Lapsley, this is basically on Silver's future. He's just basically asked, should we sack Silver or persevere until he gets a few windows? Patience is in short supply at the moment. Uh, so these next few games are huge for him. Got to persevere. I don't see the point in sacking him. I don't think it's in Mourinho, Wally Soscar thing. I think we have to, you know, I, I think, I don't think anyone around the table wants Silver sacked. I think, I think this is quite a strong support table of support for Silver. I just don't see the point. As as Rob said, you know, you look at, and credit where it's you, it's took Klopp a long time, Pochettino a long time, it, Emery's trying to do something, Chelsea manager, he'll do it till he gets his usual two seasons on your bike. You know, so why not? I, I just don't see the margins attack him and get in who. This is this is this this why I'm saying someone in work today. Funny thing is, these people who are saying, "Oh, should we sack Marks or Silver?" or "I want Silver out," they haven't got a clue of who to put in. Exactly, they haven't got a clue. Well, a lot of the names that people come up with anyway, I just so probably deluded that yeah. we'd get. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I, I saw it on Twitter last night. People were talking about Mourinho again. Yeah. It's worth a shot. He won't come anywhere near us. You know what I mean? I, I, it's you've got to just stick with what we've got, mm. and it'll be fine. Okay, Rob, uh, Martin Jarvis. Basically, this is a good question is from the, the Wolves game. Uh, with Coleman being the senior pro and the more experienced player and club captain, um, would it not have been more prudent to debutise him over, over uh, Kenny as um, cover for Baines? Um, fair points, but I think I think whatever way we'd have gone with it, it would have led to the same result of having two, two flanks then which were completely like nullified in terms of threat. So, it, it, I mean, Bain, not Bain, sorry, uh, Coleman's played left back once and we got mauled 5 nil. You know what I mean? It, 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 either way, it's a square peg and a round hole. And it was always going to be difficult yeah, when Bain's you know, it, it's, it's, it would. I don't think it would have made any difference whatsoever really in terms of in terms of the result, what, what, what we'd have done there. Okay, there you go, Martin. Uh, Gary, Matthew Barry, has said, I'm fed up with the lip service and sound bites from players after each poor performance. Should the club now keep everything in house, as all this is doing is ag- aggravating and agitating the fan base? Yeah, I think so. I think maybe instead of the players coming out and telling us how disappointed they are, I think they need to have a look at themselves and have a, a chat between themselves. And I know it got said last week: um, pull the socks up and get together, and you know, show it in the performances. I think that's down to that self motivation thing. What Marco Silva was talking about. You know what I mean? They're coming out and giving all this, you know, you know, on Instagram and Twitter and things like that about about yeah, like the offer that they are. John said it earlier that we don't ask for a lot; we just ask that you try. Mm. And and I know Rob and John have both just said it doesn't seem like they're trying. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's the hardest thing mm. to take defeat. As an Everton who goes with the territory, you it's just like, want to have a go. I don't leave games early unless it's like that bad. But I actually left early on Saturday, and it. That's when I know it's bad when I just can't be bothered looking at them anymore. Even if you were if you were knocking on the door and you think you know we were creating chances. I don't think Rupert Chitio made the save in the second half, really, did he? Mm. Okay, there you go, Matthew. There is your answer. Um John, good question. This is from Mark Ellison. Um do modern day football academies mean that the days of street fighting uh, central midfielders, the likes of Peter Reid and to a lesser degree Paul Bracewell, are behind us? Our academies and ours is brilliant, he says, creating technical players who don't have to require leadership skills in football terms. I think there's always going to be uh, that Peter Reid out there, I really do. And do you know what? That's not something you can train into someone I think you're born with that tenacious streak I think you can hone someone's control I think you can you know 
coach the decision making but I don't think you can turn around so I think yeah I think with maybe the more for him, I think it is all about the technicality and stuff like that but I do think there's a hardcore maybe British element or you know what that, that winning mentality of I might not be the greatest player in the world but I tell you, I've got the heart so I think there's always players out there I just think at the moment I think with the amount of ins and outs, I think maybe the identity has been a little bit lost. And we are, you know, I've written, Rob alluded to it. I've, I've ri- actually written a piece. We are a little bit devoid of leaders. So I think, I mean, who's the lad? I can never pronounce his name. Who's gone out on loan to win him? Is it Banning? Banning, 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 Banning. Banning. Yeah. I mean, by all accounts, I'm seeing, he looks a snippet of a leader. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we produced him. So I'm not overly sure, to be honest with you. I do think, obviously, you want to produce the next Wayne Rooney and stuff like that. But I I don't think it's necessarily barred from being a tenacious midfielder. So I'm not overly sure on that. I think football as a philosophy has changed, but I still think there's a place out there and I don't think anyone would stop. If, you know, if your piece of really come along, well, you'd take him, wouldn't you? So. I think that is quite a good point, though. I think in, in general, like the modern day footballer, their mentality is different from, you know, years gone by. Like you look at when young players came through like 10, 20 years ago, like when Gary Neville was, you know, 20, 21, 22. He was a man. Roy Keane was a man. Mm. They thought about being professional footballers. Mm-hmm. I think f- some young footballers these days are more busy, like putting the new haircut on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's yeah. that's. I think that is a, a good point. That maybe these days it, it is too much about how technically gifted you are, and not about like John just said about being a tenacious midfielder. And you know you don't always have to be Lionel Messi. Like yeah. you know, look at Lee Carsley. He made the career out of being a just throw a, a tackle a, in a once in a while. A good yeah. hard solid midfielder. You know what I mean? And I think that is a good point that maybe that is missing in modern modern football. Or it's I know John just said there are still players out there that can do that, but I think it's getting less and less. Okay, Mark. I hope that answers your question. Uh, really good question, that um, Rob. Alan Ryder. So obviously you've defended. I'll go with you with this one because you've defended Silver, and we, you know, we all have to an extent. But he said, "Can anyone see any pro- signs of promise or improvement in any part of the team since he's come in?" I think that left hand side's picked itself up. Lucas Dean's fitted in brilliantly. Um, if you if you compare the stats to to last year, attacking wise, to this to to this year, they're well up. You know what I mean? We are creating chances. Um, but again, it, it's a slow process, isn't it? You're not going to see the whole change overnight. You know, I mean, before before the before Christmas, we were talking about how how we were going. We were on the verge of giving someone a pasting, and we just needed that that finisher. So you know, that can't really change within you know within such a short space of time. So definitely, there's definitely improvements all over the pitch. I think we're faster, um, and we don't. I know it. It's not been working this past few weeks, and. But we don't just we don't sit back anymore. You know, what I mean, at least we try to find to probe and we try to to find that gap. Might not always come off, but we do. We're not going to games like we did under Allardyce, um, where you were literally just thinking, you know, what, we'll take the points here, lads, um, and you'd, you'd have eleven men behind the ball. I don't think Burnley away would have happened under Allardyce. Two again, yeah. you know, you know what I mean. I think I think let's you know I think don't think Burnley away on a, a lot of them scored by defenders, but. You know, we were quite animalistic there. We we decimated that side and in a few minutes. Sil- Silver had Silver had that game down to a tee. He took out he took out their two centre forwards by playing three at the back mm. and thought, you know what, you you're low on confidence, I'm gonna get you yeah. early. And he was three we were three up after twenty minutes. Allardyce's philosophy would have been, well, let's let's look at the percentage here, lads. We we're winning nil by seventy five minutes and we lose one nil. At least we haven't lost two nil. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, th- I think Silver you know, I I totally agree. And the points have been made that yeah, the last it has gone kinda of gone wrong, but 
I also Richarlison, I know he's getting in deservedly, so he's getting my line for chucking himself on the ground. It does my head in, but guy's got eleven goals. He's one and two. Do you, you know what I mean? I think Gomez on his day, I think he's he's certainly a midfielder, he passes the ball forward. You know, and, and don't don't underestimate how good that is because we've had a lot of times in our midfield players who will pass it to one side mm. and that's it. In Gomez, you have actually got a player who gets the ball and he looks forward. So I think that's a, a plus as well. But it's not going to happen. It isn't going to happen overnight. And I just think, so we just sort of grin and bear it and just hope we can grind out a few results. That's what it is for me. It's grin and bear yeah. it, get the results and try and, and try and get behind the team as much as possible, as hard as it actually is. You know what I mean? We're all guilty of, of you know, of getting on the backs at times, me, me, me as well. Even though I'm firmly in the silver income, mm. but like it is, it's just riding it out. I'm, like I said before, imagine social media, right? When David Moyes was around, how like, Kendall? Imagine uh, how Kendall. <laughs> I mean, these managers who initially struggled when they first came into the first came into into it, and look what happened if, when they were given time. At least in you know, under under our Kendall, we were our most successful ever. Under David Moyes, we were a consistent top six seven team so just bear with it but it's just it's just this i think patience has gotten football in general you know what yeah. i mean the likes of i don't think the likes of you know some managers might not even last you know two years at a team now just because it's how it, it's a chelsea look at what well, chelsea managers for starters they, they tend not to last more than two years before they're shipped out mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason you know so stick with it and we'll be fine okay alan i hope that answers your question and gary will finish off with you on the on this uh, question it's kind of um it's kind of poignant really because obviously you've been saying that silver needs to change and be flexible so tom de groff he's asked or he said with nothing left to play for can silver get the squad to play without fear and continue to develop the players in his system while working to solidify the defensive play to create a stronger base from which to start the campaign next season well i think he's trying to do that now isn't he and, and it hasn't been Great for the past few few weeks. Um, but with what's been said today, personally, if, if most of the team from, you know, people who watch Evan week in, week out isn't good enough, then I don't really see the point in trying to mould them into his team when it, it, most of them or, you know, five or six of them are going to be there in the summer. So I think we should sort of like sort of write the season off to be honest and, and like have a good summer transfer window and start again for this season then because it's still only it's still only February there's still loads of games to go can Silver continue to play the style of play that he wants the same formation continue to pick the same plays in the same positions and expect to win win football games I think he will because you know he, he's, he's quite stubborn in that way isn't he it's like you know, it, this is the way I play and we're going to play that way. Um, whether or not it works, I don't know. I mean, it did for the first half of the season, didn't it? So hopefully, you know, we'll we'll dig a performance out of somewhere and it'll it'll kickstart them again and they'll start playing the way they were. But at the minute, I just can't see it. OK, well, it is Everton v Manchester City on Wednesday at Goodison Park. Um, hoping for a, a decent result. And um, we will be back with the View from the Gladys Street podcast next week. To my guests, John Howard, thank you. Thank you. Rob Astle, thank you. And Gary Callahan, thank you. Thank you. Again, we will have you back on the show in the next couple of weeks. And uh, thanks for listening, those who are listening on an ACAST and iTunes. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.